Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer, and it's been a couple weeks, and um, I know we have not had a chance to talk, and, uh, you know, letting things take their place in the world, as you can see, and uh, a lot of exciting things have been happening in our world, in our country. Um, For those of you who are not from the United States, as many of you may be aware, we just had a major election and there was a victor and there was a spoil, right? The victor, as far as we can see, is President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. The loser, or the spoil, is President Donald J. Trump. And why do I say this, right, folks? Many of the world knows who is the victor, who is the one who lost. Well, it's because part of these podcasts are meant to provide, you know, a timestamp in history for me, you know, and how that relates to what's going on in my life, what's going on in the world, and what when people listen to my podcast, whether it's now or, you know, if it's still around 20 years from now, <laughs> you know, this will be a day that, you know, we remember, right? We have a lot to discuss today, and I look forward to going over a lot today, but, you know, let's, let's start off with the theme of our pod. And let's say, what, what, what's the surprise theme today? You know, let, let's see what that is. Let's start here. It's a song that I have played before, but it's so fitting right now. And I just want to play it again for you. Are we definitely in the land of confusion? I would say we are, aren't we? And this is perfectly summed up in Genesis song, Land of Confusion, right, everybody? As we try to recover from what is going on in our country to the elections, people are upset, people are angry, people want to fight, people want to go to war. And it's unfortunate, you know, that instead of coming together as a country, instead of respecting each other as human beings, we just want to fight. 
We just want to kill. We just want to maim. We want to hurt people out there. Because they don't agree with our political stance. They don't agree with who just became president. Now this will probably not be, this will probably will not be the last division in who's going to be president one day. Obviously we got a new president potentially every four years. Definitely every eight years when um, the president elect becomes a president for a second term. And then that's it of that president, obviously. And thank goodness for that. You know, countries nowadays, especially countries like Russia, you know, are perfectly okay with having a leader in power for 36 years, 40 years, the same leader. And their um, logic behind those kind of changes is that, hey, you know what? We get to keep a leader for 40 years, keep them the status quo going, make sure that nothing changes, make sure we keep everything the same. You know, who wants that, folks? Who wants that? I certainly don't. Do I agree with everything that's going on um, with our country? Absolutely not. Do I want somebody who is moral in the White House? Of course. Someone who definitely wants to serve the people? Of course. And not their own needs? Of course. Now, I'm not saying that everybody is perfect and everybody is not self-dealing and no one watches out for themselves. That would be unrealistic. But there are more, there are some others out there that are more self-dealing that do everything in their power to get every single drop of blood to help themselves while others do not. So let's start off, you know, first of all, with current events in my life, you know? So what's going on in my life? Well, from the last time since we celebrated Halloween, you know, right before the election, um, work as usual, teaching as usual, making sure I have the ability to take care of my family. And sometimes it's not that exciting, obviously, because we go to work every day. We feed our family, we feed ourselves, <laughs> um, and pretty much that's our life. It's boring at times, isn't it? <laughs> you know, um, but I don't mind boring. I don't think most of us do. I think we can appreciate a little boringness in our life, right? But right now, good old, same old, same old, I'll say. And um, I just want to, you know, continue to get through this year. November already, folks. couple weeks is Thanksgiving. And we have a lot to be thankful for. We certainly do. As much as people want to feel like they can't be thankful because they don't have their president who they chose or they feel they want in office, you know, there that they can't be thankful. Well, imagine those people out there in the world today who lost their family to COVID, right? Can they still be thankful? I'm pretty sure they can. I mean, obviously they're not thankful for their family members or loved ones dying, but you know, thankful that they're still alive, thankful that they can live another day but many times it's going to be hard because those people that passed, for many, are those exact people that they live for. Mom, dad, sister, brother, uncle, aunt, whoever they are. They're those people. Now, we all know loss, most of us. Many of us have lost our mothers, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, um, our childs. I have never lost a child, thank God. You know, but I've lost my mom. Going on five years, December 9th, 2015. That changed my life forever. Um, but life goes on, right? Life goes on in our country. 
life goes on for each of individually in us. If we choose to live in hate, if we choose to go out into the world and hurt people, whether physically, verbally, then that's not good. We have no right to do that. Because many people out there today, you know, are not violent people. But there are many people who have violent tendencies who during this opportunity, taking this opportunity to be violent to others. Going and protesting, right? Just like today in DC, right? Imagery, media, proud boys, beating on people, journalists. You know, that's the world we live in, right? It's given me a lot of opportunity to reflect on, you know, the life we live. Looking around since this election and, and just the, the crudeness, rudeness, the viciousness of somebody just trying to work to make our country better, right? You know, I'll admit, I don't know a lot about Joe Biden. I don't. I mean, I do know that he's been in the service of our country for over 40 years. And I believe he also voted for the Iraq war, right? You know, people are going to make decisions in their careers. And no one is immune from making those decisions. Some are good, some are bad. And it's all based on what we have at the time of that information. I've certainly made decisions in my life that I regret. But ultimately for me, God has been in my life. And He has steered me in the direction that he wanted me to go. When I foolishly try to take that direction on myself. Because sometimes we foolishly feel like we know what's best. Right? And many of those of you out there may not be believers in God. Maybe atheists. Buddhists, Hinduism. And you have a different God you serve. I serve Jesus. Some of you may not agree with me and many of you who hear my pods may feel like I don't speak as a Christian because the consensus is that I am supposed to fit in a box of what a Christian is supposed to be. And that is not the right mentality. Even Christians want to put Christians in a box. right? Well, you have to be this way. Right? Yes, you have to live on a higher moral code to live your life. Yes, you have to follow Jesus. Yes, you have to read the Bible. Yes, you have to go to church. Yes, you have to fellowship with others in the church. And I've done that. And I'm not saying I've stopped doing that or I will stop doing that in the future. But my Christian walk has actually taken a different turn in the last few years. But I know Jesus is there. I know God is there. I know God exists. And before any of you out there turn the channel or click me off, this message is not about God or the existence of God. You know, this is about what is happening in our country what is happening in your life, my life, and and wrapping our minds around how to process what's going on today. Surely our country in the United States is divided. And you see it on the news, you see it on the media. We are living in a warfare of misinformation out there, people. Especially what's online. 
Now I'm Generation X, okay? And you may say, well, what does that matter, you know? And, and to a certain degree, it really doesn't. But in a certain degree, it does. I didn't grow up with the internet, right? I didn't grow up with social media like many of those who today do, right? I didn't grow up with Facebook, Twitter, in a sense. And I'm talking about grew up, right? Into, from a childhood into adulthood, have those social media. I did not. I focused on other things that could, you know, challenge my mind as I was taught to read, to understand, to research, to not, I would say, verify what I wanted to know, right? It is my opinion that nowadays we, we as people don't really want to verify the truth. We accept wholeheartedly what we feel the truth is based on what we see on our screen. Oh, well, I, oh, this person, I, I trust what they say. I, I'm just going to believe it, right? They seem professional. They seem like they know what they're talking about. I'm just going to believe it. And that could be anybody. That could be anybody we come across in our life. It could be a parent. Although it's, it behooves me to understand why a parent would consistently lie to their kids and not try to tell them the truth. It, it doesn't really benefit them. So when does lying benefit people? Well, lying benefits when they're trying to confuse you. When they're trying to not let you think on your own. When you seek the answers that you're looking for and they tell you, no, 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 no. You don't need to look for the answers. We have the answers right here. Just believe what we tell you. And I say, don't do it. Don't believe what everybody tells you. Do not do that. Don't trust the words of those who you do not know, who you do not have contact with. And all too often we do. Pol politicians, celebrities, pastors. People we feel like, hey, you know, I'm just going to take their word for it. Because I think they know what they're talking about. As an instructor myself, as somebody who teaches students, I advise them, don't take my word for it. And it's not because I feel like I'm, they, I want them to think that I'm lying to them. Quite the opposite. I want them to search the answers for themselves. Right? The ability to search the answers for yourself is, is basically lost at times. We have to remember that people must search the answers for themselves. I'm part of that. I, I am guilty of falling into that trap of like, well, I trust what they're saying. When I don't know if that person's lying to me. They seem genuine. But I don't know that. I don't know their objective, their motive behind giving out information. We don't know that. In the world of politics, it is my impression that each side, whether the side you're voting for, the side you're not voting for, is actually trying to make you believe an idea to be true. Whether it's true or not. And that's where we get into the idea of misinformation. Other parties stepping in, trying to influence us. Whether it's Russia, China, Iran, Iraq, you know, Timbuktu, whatever it is. Somebody's trying to influence our mind. So that we can't think for ourselves. The fault of society. Big mistake. So, you know, where do we go from here from that, right? Put the social media away. 
Close your account. Move on from it. But Joe, you know, I love social media. I am on there. I have friends. I have family. I I interact. I, I love what's on there. Okay. And I was there. I deleted my social media accounts. That was me. And you're like, well, that's you, Joseph. That's your choice. That's not mine. Okay. I I would highly recommend anybody out there, you know, to get a better perspective on, you know, what's going on in the world and what is trying to be fed to you and us. I would definitely encourage you to watch, watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix, right? Social media, big tech. It is my opinion that, you know, although they're not all inherently evil, they care about one thing, making money off of you and I, whether it's Google, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. It's their role to survive. It's their role to sell your information to third parties, data companies data mining companies who collect data on you and me, whether it's our photos, whether it's our comments, our tweets, our posts, is all being collected. And we're allowing it. What pisses me off, most of all, is that we as society have made Mark Zuckerberg one of the richest men alive. Worth over $100 million, or billion, excuse me. Hundred billion dollars, I think he's over a hundred billion. I believe so. Verify it, but I believe he is. Second richest man, I believe. Uh, 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 and and out of what people? Out of selling our our content, our information, while people are suffering in the world and and they're trying to skate by, they're trying to feed their own families, while Mark Zuckerberg is happily feeding his family to their heart's content and buy whatever he wants, right? A man who, in my opinion, does not believe in democracy, does not care about democracy, but loves the idea of making more money off feeding and allowing disinformation, right? Acting like Big Brother, and I'm not saying Facebook is the only one, Twitter is another one, and that's, that's where we're at in, in today's society, where people are upset about, you know, oh, being censored. Being allowed to say whatever they want, regardless of how racist, how hateful it is. And people say, well, that's free speech. I, I need to have my free speech. Do not tell me what to say. Do not tell me what to put in Twitter. Do not tell me what to put in Facebook. Do not you know, delete my account or suspend me because I want to say racist stuff. That's the world we live in, people. People are so itching to go into Facebook and Twitter and be the little racist that they are and be unaccountable, be untouchable, right? I, you know... Freedom of speech is so important in our country because so many countries don't really allow it in the sense that we have it here. But that doesn't give us the right to say whatever we want. And you may say, well, that's what freedom of speech is. Okay. You know? If that's the society that we want to live in, where people just spew garbage, hate, racist content because they want to should those things be monitored should those things be restricted in a way i agree with that some of you may not some of you may feel like hey i need to go on facebook or whatever and and say whatever i want and no one should be stopping me and then it just turns into some one big hate social network right which is kind of what it already is you know some platforms are better than others. Facebook is, you know, in my opinion, it's complete right wing, right? Statistically, they've shown that Facebook is just 
pretty much right wing now. Twitter, on the other hand, is a little more liberal in a sense, but there are right wing figures, politicians, celebrities on there who spew their garbage. And, you know, I'm not saying the right or the left is wrong or right. Both sides, the right and the left, do some pretty horrible things at times. Okay? You know, I can't just say, well, it's the right, they're horrible people, they're racist. You know, many times in the media, yes, what the right does is many times is reflected as, as doing horrible things. But many people like to box in or lump in the left as like people like Antifa, BML, you know, when that's not everybody, you know, that's not everybody. But politicians, the media want to lump them in. You know, it really is a culture war. It really is many times the left versus the right. Instead of being center. Right? You know, it's only going to magnify and get worse over time, in my opinion. Now we have a new social media platform called Parler, which is pretty much towards conservatives. And I, I often ask myself, you know, what is a real conservative? What is a real conservative today? I don't think people even know. You know, what is a conservative value, right? Is a conservative value on the verge of racism? Where they hate others such as the LGBTQ. And there's other letters attached to that. I just don't know them. I'm sorry to say. Um, you know, immigrants, you know, what, what makes a conservative, a real conservative, someone who's not racist, but someone who believes in conservative values. What are those people? Do they exist? You know, I would think that, Hey, you know, Christians, evangelicals are meant to be you know, conservatives, right? That's who you would probably think of when you think of a conservative. But many times, from my own view, I've seen that many evangelicals are even biased, racist, prejudiced. When they say they're not. And that's kind of what's angered me at times, seeing that. Painting the left as horrible in the individuals, yet not taking responsibility for the people on the right or people within they consider conservatives. It's very easy for those evangelicals to condemn the people on the left, but uh, really hardly ever condemn the people on the right. And and some of you may not agree with that. You may say, "Well, I've heard you know pastors they condemn the you know." you know, the people on the right or, or condemn conservatives for how they act at times. I, I don't see it very often. I really don't. You know, and it's unfortunate that it can't go both ways, unfortunately. You know? It really bothers me that, you know, especially right now in our country, Joe Biden's made out and Kamala Harris is made out to be some evil people with evil deeds and they just want to destroy America and put us into socialism. In my opinion, that's bullshit. Sorry for the profanity, but it's bullshit, people. Are there people in Congress today that are progressive? Are there people in Congress today that are what's called democratic socialists? Of course there are. Does that mean that's where our country's headed? Not necessarily. But as a country, we need to be progressive. We need to move forward, people. Sticking to the old values that never change is not going to get us anywhere. 
And that's really the problem. That's the problem, see? That many times people do not want to progress. People don't want to make things better. They want things the same. And that's not realistic. Many times minorities, you know, well, I'll say the minority, which is becoming surprisingly white soon enough. Latinos, blacks, people of color are, are taking up a majority. And eventually those are the people that are going to represent society. And people, some people don't want that. People, there are people out there who do not want people of color to lead the country. And surprisingly, we saw that with Obama, right? I'm sure when Obama was in office, it pissed a lot of racists off. Made a lot of people upset, not just because of his policies, but just for the sheer fact that the man's black, right? I was telling my wife something, you know, today about a time when I was, I first became a Christian. It was in 2008. And I was brought to the Lord by the woman who introduced me to my now wife. And she invited me to church. Prior to coming to the Lord, I grew up Catholic in a sense. I wasn't a devout Catholic, obviously. I, I wish I was. I have fond memories of Catholicism and, you know, going to, you know, church, sitting in the pews. I'm sorry I didn't understand most of what they're, you know, preaching, so to speak, in Mass. Or the rituals. I guess they never really took to it. But the idea of going to church made me feel good. I remember in a young, at a young age, I was probably like in my teens, where I was working towards my first communion. And then, um, so in, in part of getting my first communion, I had to go on these retreats. And um, these retreats were meant to kind of, you know, um, introduce me to Jesus, introduce me to serving. And so what these retreats did, they, they weren't, so to speak, me going to retreat and just like, hey, I'm not going to do anything. Well, at first they were, okay. But then when I continued to go further... Um, I actually uh, participated in the retreat. So we had what was called the Breakfast Club, um, which is basically where we made breakfast for everybody. And there was probably like a couple hundred people there at these retreats. And then I was went more into the, um, I don't know if they're counselors or what they're called. There's different levels. There was a junior, a senior, and I was working my way up, you know. Um, oh, there was the kitchen crew. And I was part of that as well. Um, there's different crews, you know. So, um, but basically, the the whole point was where each retreat you went to, you went up a level. So you went from kitchen crew, and then you went to breakfast club, and then you went to junior, and then you went to senior, and then you, you know, and then you know, I think senior was the highest. And it was at St. Pius Church in Santa Fe Springs, California, which still exists today. So it was um, basically, what was I saying? Sorry, I got disconnected for a moment there. Huh, this app again. Um, so basically, St. Pius, yes. So I was attending St. Pius um, Church with my mother. Um, she felt it would be a good thing. Most of my family growing up was Catholic. They were brought up Catholic. Um, and I love that church. I love being there. I didn't know anybody. I didn't. 
and but I really had some good experiences with participating in those retreats and my dad went he drove me I think they were like in Riverside somewhere in some camp in the mountains somewhere and very fond memories one of the worst times I do remember after I came home from retreat is where I was very excited to come home talk about my experience and the devil himself my grandfather which I call the devil screamed at me told me I need to do my chores and ruin the experience for me at that point I'll never forget it but one of the most fondest experiences I remember when going to those retreats is there was a time where we did like a, a reenactment I should say of when Jesus watched, washed people's feet, the disciples' feet, right? And I was Jesus. <laughs> and they, we had to wear our white robe and everything. And, and I actually physically washed people's feet. Because we are, as Christians, we are to serve others. We are to be loving. We are to be kind. And back then... At that age, I was mid-teens, probably like 16, 17, around there. I could have been around, yeah, I was around 16, 17. So I was one of those individuals who, you know, wanted to be there and help people. I had a soft soul back then. I had a, a softness to me, a kindness where I just want to give. Surprisingly, the devil didn't break down my spirit. I didn't let him. But I think it was important that, you know, over time, that softness went away. My heart became harder. My wife and my daughter definitely softens my heart each day, being here with me, loving me. I believe, it is my belief that if I didn't have Jesus, if I didn't have God, and if I didn't have my wife and daughter, I would probably be doing some horrible things in my life. Getting in trouble, whether with the law, being hateful, taking out all my aggression on other people out there. I can't say for sure. I just, it's just a feeling, you know. I feel in general society is treating me pretty shitty in my life. Although I've tried to better myself, go to school, get an education, ultimately try to do that. It helped to a certain degree, right? So, you know, just interesting to think about that. And the one thing I think about is I'm still here. I'm still here. And you know, this kind of is a good segue into my next song, which many of you probably have heard. I have not played this song before, but it's from one of my favorite artists, from the great Elton John. And I love his music, as many of you probably have listened to me before say over and over again. So there's a good chance that many of my pods have his music on there. But... Let me start with this one because this one is really, um, it motivates me. You know, it keeps me going. It makes me remember. Because many of us are down and out at times in our life. Some of us, most of us, overcome adversity, overcome hardships, right? But let me start here. You know I'm still standing Better than I ever did 
made for men to come me down And if my love was just a circus You'd be a clown by now No, I'm still So I was having some issues with my audio for some reason. I keep having these issues. I'm It's really frustrating. I don't know why, everybody. I'm having uh, issues. So hopefully you heard that song, I'm Still Standing, right? Um, and it's so important to remember, you know, that yes, we need to remember we're still standing, right? We, we go through a lot, many of us. We go through things that ultimately affect our lives and we still have the ability to recover. And many times it feels like we can't, but we do and we will. I often think about the struggles I've had in my life from financial to career to feeling just worthy in my life. And truth be told, sometimes I still don't feel worthy because I, I tend to look at others around, which I know I shouldn't. I tend to look at others, what others have succeeded, many who are younger than me. Having lives that I envy at times. And many will say, many will say, hey, you know, Joseph, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't compare your life to others. Everybody has a different walk in life. And one gentleman, I think of a colleague, although I've never worked with him in my work, line of work, I see his life. His name is Grant. And he's in sales. And he has a fairy tale life, in my opinion. And I don't know that for sure, sure, obviously. He just looks like it. I see things on social media. So even you see that I even I fall for the old social media, right? I fall for what people put out there. And many of you out there will say, Joseph, well, you have a family too. You're blessed. And yes, I am. It's always nice to be blessed with more, but hey, that's okay, you know? In time, in time, and we just have to be patient. Because there is light at the end of the tunnel. Right? I have to remember that. And so... Sometimes I lose my train of thought here. Sorry, folks. But really, it just gets me thinking about, you know, what was the purpose of kind of being here with each of every one of you? And sometimes we have a discussion where sometimes we're just thinking what we want in our life, how we want to make things better. How do we want the world to get better? Will the world get better? As a believer, as a Christian, 
we know things will get worse. People don't want to believe that. I mean, I hope, I have the hope that my daughter will grow up in a world where she will have the opportunity to experience good things. And not live in a world in fear. Because that would be a pretty shitty thing. And I'm not the only one. Many of us are raising kids where we look at the world now and like, what can we expect in 15, 20 years from now? What can we expect in 10 years from now? And it's pretty scary. And it just seems that, you know, as parents, we do our best to raise our kids in the world that they got. And I think about although the world is changing constantly, you think about the parents who raised their kids 50 years ago who had the same thoughts. Like, wow, what's going on in this country? Do I want my kids to be raised in this country? And many times people don't have kids for that particular reason is because they have that fear of, I don't want to raise my kids in this world. But the world itself, it can be a beautiful place. It's man and woman that destroys it. It's man and woman who feels the right to want to destroy the beauty of the earth, who feels they own the earth, who feels they own the country, who feels they own the state, and they don't own jack shit. God owns it. He is the creator. He is the provider. And we must remember that. We don't even own our lives, people. Although many of us will think that we like to think that we own our lives. That we are in control of our lives. But really it's God who holds our breath in his hand. And can snuff it out anytime he likes. And we have to remember that. Right? So, you know, right now, we just have to go to work, pay our bills, pay our taxes, <laughs> and Try to live life to the best we can. Be positive in the beauty of our lives. And appreciate what we have. Be grateful for what we have. And remember that, right? I know we're coming up on Thanksgiving soon. In a couple weeks. And many people are not thankful for their lives. Many people are not thankful for what they have. Many people are just thinking about what hasn't taken place in this earth, earth or country. Instead of focusing on what's important. Instead of spreading hate and anger and racism into our country and our states. That's the world we live in, people. I, I like to think that people are good or inherently good, but many are not. Many people are coming out of the woodwork to show who they truly, really are. Living in a hateful world. I don't choose to live my life that way. Many of you hopefully choose not to live your life that way. So let me play my last song here and before we end. And this pod may be a little bit shorter, but um, it's only because I'm having some technical issues and I'm kind of worried about the quality of this podcast. So let me start here.
That was No Easy Way Out by, I think, Robert Tepper. Trepper, Tepper, something like that. From, I think, the Rocky Four soundtrack. And there is no easy way out. I think of this song quite regularly when I listen to it. I think about my life. And I, I kind of think of, like, in my mind, a montage of, like, the best moments and the worst moments in my life. Just like in the movie Rocky where he's just driving, thinking about um, how Paulo Creed had just died at the hands of Drago. And thinking about the fights he's had himself. And just playing that in his mind, right? And many times in our life, the things we, we hope to finish or get out of is no easy way out, right? And I'm sorry to seem, that seems kind of cliche, but it is true that many times there is no easy way out. But there is a way out at times, and we have to remember that. When we feel there's no way out, we don't treat people like shit. We shouldn't. When we feel that we are failing, because we want to blame other people, blame the country, blame the governor, blame, 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 blame. We should be looking at ourselves in the mirror because many times that's the corporate, cul culprit of our failures. And obviously people like to blame others, right? And we shouldn't. As we continue to live in this land of confusion, right? I encourage you guys to ever, if you ever watch that music video from Land of Confusion, is just, and listen to the lyrics, of course. The whole lyrics. Sums up our times, in my opinion. And thinking about I'm still standing and no easy way out, right? What's the theme of that? Well... There's no easy way out in the land of confusion. And once you get out of that land of confusion, you're still standing. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do, everybody. We're trying to still stand at the end of the day. We're not trying to give up or give in. We have to remember that. So key to remember, right? Wow, you know, thinking about today, thinking about the weekend, um, just moved too recently, so trying to put everything away, <laughs> bigger apartment, things are okay, and I knock on wood, you know why, because when I say things are okay, I'm glad that things are okay right now, because things could turn pretty crappy really fast, and I hope they don't. You know, I really hope they don't. Thank you for everyone out there for joining me for this week. I am so thankful for those who follow my podcast. I know there's only about four of you, but two of those are probably my family members. The other two, I don't know who you are, but thank you. 
Um, there are people who download my pods and I thank them as well. They may not be followers, but they, they hear, they want to hear my voice. And I'm sorry for the quality of this pod because I was having some technical audio issues. So hopefully you listened and uh, join me. I'm going to end our, our pod in a moment. I know normally my pods go over an hour, but today I just want to really get back to you, my audience. Get back to you guys so you can hear my voice once again. I will do everything in my power so I don't have to like go with it between weeks and weeks. So I want to make sure that you get to hear me, that we get to have these conversations every week, whether short or long, right? So, let's end this song and then end this conversation. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this Just Talk with Joe Meyer as we finish out another episode here. Wishing everyone peace, tranquility in their lives as they go into the week. Remember to be thankful. Remember to be grateful. Remember not to spread hate. Look within. And make the changes you want to make in your life. Those positive changes. And you can do it. Each of you out there. I know I have. Don't allow the media to destroy your mind. Don't allow the media to destroy your feelings. Don't allow the media to make you feel lost, confused. Because ultimately that's what they're trying to do in the long run. I'm here to tell you the truth because it's my time to talk with you straight. And I hopefully you enjoy this podcast. I certainly enjoy having conversations with each of you out there, whoever you are. God bless everybody and take care.